this morning, I, I have a word that I want to share, and the Lord has really been, been on this for the whole week, and I've just been asking the Lord, you know, Lord, how does this even look? What, how do you want me to, um, how, how do you want me to, to release this word? And one of the things that I heard this week was about being a carrier of his glory, being a carrier of his presence. <clears throat> Let's open up a prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for your presence, God. I just thank you for the word that's going to be released this morning. I thank you for an opportunity, Lord, just to, to see how you see and speak what you speak, Lord. And I say, Lord, that whatever is not of your heart this morning, God, that it would fall to the ground, God. And, and I would just say, Lord, let it be released right now, a tangible and transferable anointing, God, that you would just open up the ears and eyes to see and the hearts to receive what you're speaking this morning, God. Father, I ask for a vision to be released right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. It was awesome because Peter and Larry, they were worshiping this morning, and they were talking about, about heaven invading earth. And, you know, that's a really big statement. I mean, heaven invading earth, what does that even look like? To say heaven, you know, Matthew 16, I believe it's Matthew 6, uh, 10, it talks about on earth as it is in heaven, you know, and that means that whatever is in heaven can become manifested here on earth, you know, so when they're saying on earth as it is here in on earth as it is in heaven, that means that we're talking about a, a, a shift that happens, so I want to say this, we are all called to be carriers of his presence, to be carriers of the glory. Carriers of the glory. Now, I'm going to ask a question. What is God's glory? What is the glory of God? The glory of God is the infinite beauty and the greatness of God's manifold perfections. In Psalms, we get a perfect picture of the glory of God. Psalms 19, verse 1 through 10 reads this, the heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without sound or word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone throughout the earth, and the words throughout the whole world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises on one end to the other of the heavens, and it follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul's decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise and simple the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. The reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting, and forever. And the law of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. 
They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are warning to your servant a great reward for those, those who obey them. You see, this passage in the scripture is a picture of God shouting at us. It's like the Lord is literally, like he's giving us a picture of what the glory looks like. He shouts with the clouds. He shouts to us with the beautiful blue skies. He shouts with the golden, gold abyss of the horizon. He shouts with the galaxies and the stars. And he's saying, I am glorious. Open your eyes. Come on. And I thought about that for a minute. I was like, man, I've been watching this show on Netflix. And yes, I watch Netflix. And I kind of like sci-fi. I like spaceships. I'm a Star Wars guy, you know. And they're in space. And they're flying around. And they're like in these... Like, and they're going to this quadrant and this quadrant, and they're like, I'm on this planet, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But you know, the galaxies are beyond what we could ever imagine. We only know what we know, but can you imagine God created everything? The beautiful stars, the Milky Way, and all these, oh my God. Can you imagine that? Our Father created that. And that is a glimpse and that is a picture of the glory of God. Things that we have not seen. Realms that we have not even tapped into. That's the goodness of the glory of God. You can't even fathom to think. I mean, I was talking to my sons the other day. I said, man, can you imagine him like going into the black hole? I don't even know what the black hole is. But I know that it's like you go into this, it's a whole other dimension. I'm going to tell you what, there's a dimensions of the glory of God that we have yet seen. I'm not trying to get all kooky and spooky on you, but come on. God is a big God and he's a good God and man. And I believe when we inhabit the praises and we begin to, I mean, we begin to praise the Lord and we are able to see glimpses of the glory of God. The glory of God. 2 Corinthians 3, 7-11 through 11, reads this. In the old ways with the law, etched in stone, led to death, though it began with such a glory that people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For the face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away, Shouldn't we have expected a far greater glory under the new way? Now that the Holy Spirit is giving us life, if the old way which brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the new? In fact, that the glory, the first glory was not glorious at all compared to it is overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which remains forever? I'm going to tell you what, when Jesus went to the cross, it was finished. 
We're no longer under the law. And I'm going to tell you, that veil has been ripped. And there's, a, there's a, a, an accessibility for us to step right into the glory of God. It's not something that we have to work for. It's not something that we have to beg for. It's not something that I have to do so many Hail Marys and beads. And I don't have to do any of that stuff. You don't have to do any of those things. You want to know how easy it is to step into the glory? As long as you're walking in relationship with the Father, this is how you do it. You close your eyes and you step in. Uh, right there. <sighs> That's the glory realm right now. And even as I'm talking, see, I just feel the presence of the Lord. And that's the glory. Breathe that in. Y'all feel that? Oh, that's the glory. We have total access to that realm. Oh, come on. We can have some, we have revival this morning. Woo. So look, see, I get, see if y'all don't get excited, I'm going to get excited about this because I just love when I feel the glory of God. Because you know what happens when the glory comes? His presence comes? Heaven becomes manifested. That's what they were singing about this morning. This is the sound of heaven invading earth. How does heaven invade earth? By us participating with heaven. We are the representation of Jesus here on earth. So, in 2 Corinthians, we just read 3, uh, 3, 7 through 11. If we scroll down to verse 16, <coughs> in verse 16, why don't you go ahead and turn there? In verse 16, it says, but, whatever some, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Shaka, bam! Freedom. So if all of us who had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord who is Spirit it makes us more and more like him so that we are now changed into his glorious image. You see, we are carriers of the glory. Verse 16 says that you are made and you are created and you look more and more like him. As a glory carrier, we are also called to shift the atmosphere. We're atmosphere shifters. What is the atmosphere? See, I'm a sci-fi guy, so, so I turn because I'm very, very well-versed, me and my friend Google. <laughs> but no, what is the atmosphere? Now listen, the Greek meaning for the word atmosphere, it means atmos. It's vapor. It means vapor. Atmos, and the sphere is sphira, which is the earth's atmosphere, 
is the air and the gas is surrounding the planet. Now, this is in the natural. The dictionary reference reads, now check this out, this is really awesome. It reads, it's part of the sun's energy that is absorbed. The atmosphere in the natural is part of the sun, the S-U-N, that is absorbed. Hmm. So now, we have to understand that in the, in the spirit, there's an, atmosphere, there's an atmosphere. What is the atmosphere? It is a spiritual climate. It is where we are at in the, in the glory realms, the heavenly realms, the third heavens. It is the atmosphere of heaven. And if the atmosphere of heaven resembles what it looks like in, on, on the natural, that means that the atmosphere of heaven is absorbed by the S-O-N, the sun, Jesus, and it's the energy, which is the power, the glory, the presence. You see, uh, are y'all getting this? It is the sun, the energy of the sun, Jesus, where we draw the glorious power, you know, mm, <laughs> Holy Ghost. So spiritually speaking, what is an atmosphere? The atmosphere is a spiritual climate. It's a spiritual environment. It helps and it creates the surrounding influence. We must be sensitive at all times so that we recognize everything that's around us. When we step into an atmosphere that is not conducive of Holy Spirit, we should be the ones that are the light of the dark place. We have to be the ones that are the light in the dark place. Because an atmosphere that is rooted in darkness, it tends to have a way to try to draw you in. I remember, you know, I would hear my parents would say this, and maybe even your parents. And you probably tell this to your kids. You are what you're around. You know, and I remember, like, you know, even back in my days when I was doing stuff and I would get in trouble, and the law would say, well, if you're hanging out with these kind of people, you're going to be associated with those kind of people. You are what you're around. You see, we have to understand that there is an atmosphere of heaven that we control because we are sons and daughters of the king. We are the ambassadors. We are citizens of heaven. <clears throat> we are supposed to be the light in the dark place, wherever we go, that is what we do. It's His glory. What does it look like? Okay, now I want to give an example. So if we know that the, the atmosphere is the vapor and the natural, you know it's the presence and the glory, it's the power and the spirit. In Acts 1, 1 through 4, can we, let's turn there really quick. Let's go to chapter, uh, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Man, I just love you, Lord. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Come on. 
Step in. Step into that glory. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, it reads this. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house that they were sitting. Then what looked like flames and tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began speaking in other languages as, utter, as Holy Spirit gave them the ability. I believe in Acts 1, that is a perfect picture of the demonstration of the glory of God. That when they came to a place, they gathered together and they said, it was, they were gathered in unity. It says that all the believers came together in one place. They positioned themselves. They positioned themselves. How do you, you know, when we begin to position ourselves to encounter the presence of God, we'll see the presence of God come. It's when we become intentional. Listen, I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I, I don't want to do just church. I'm going to be honest. I want to be where the glory of God is. I want to be in that place where we're seeing the dead raised, man. We're seeing blind eyes open. We're seeing people coming out of wheelchairs. That's the glory of God that I want to get to. Where we're, Everybody that comes in this building, it's like there's wheelchairs and there's crutches everywhere on the walls because they know that when they come to this place that they're going to see the power and the demonstration of God. <coughs> That's what I'm going for. That we would all be carriers of the glory. Carriers of His presence. And we are. Once we understand who we are as sons and daughters, that we will always be able to function in this place of knowing that we are carriers of His glory. In Acts 5, it talks about the apostles performing great miracles of God. And I'm going to go to Acts chapter 5, and I'm going to read out of verse 16. <clears throat> you see, it talks about the apostles, how they went on, they were doing the great works and performing miracles, and, and they were just, they were in that place of the inhabitants of the glory realm of God. So in verse 16 it says, as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats, so that Peter's shadow might fall across them as he went by. Now let's, let's pause right there. It says that people brought them from the streets on beds and mats. Can you imagine if that were to start happening in the day's church? Not, let's, not even talk, let's not even say church. Let's just say in today's, it could be wherever. We are the church. But that they would begin to bring gurneys of people in, in hospital beds. Man, I've seen it. I've seen where they're bringing people in wheelchairs and they're bringing them in the beds and they're bringing, and people are being, they're being delivered by ambulances. We've seen people getting set free like that. I want that. Don't you? That should be something that we hunger and thirst after. 
The more of God, the more, I mean, come on. It says that they, they, they were just, and they were so desperate that they were just wanted to see Peter's shadow might fall across them as he would walk by. And it says the crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits. And then it says this right here at the end of the verse. And they were all healed. Every one of them was healed. Now, this is what's awesome about it. Is that you can see people hoping that Peter's shadow would fall on the few of them. That's what it says. It says that people brought them hoping that their shadow might cross on some of them. But in the end of that verse, it says that they were all healed. Now, I don't know about you, but you don't have a shadow big enough to cover a whole village. You can walk by and you'll cast a shadow. And those that they were believing, they would get healed by the shadow. But see, it wasn't the shadow that healed them. Yes, there was a power and there was authority that came through the the healing land. But it wasn't just that. I believe this is what happened. I believe that when Peter stepped foot on that region, what happened is he took dominion over the, he took authority over the region and he changed the spiritual climate. He changed the atmosphere and heaven became manifested. That's why it didn't need the shadow. What happened was Heaven became manifested and they were all healed. Every one of them. Luke, Luke eleven twenty 20 says this. It says that the kingdom of God has come upon you. <coughs> the kingdom of God has come upon you. Matthew 16 reads, 6, 10 May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what this is. It's the glory of God. The apostles, Peter, they, they, he, they were carrying the glory that wherever they took and wherever they walked and wherever they stepped and whatever they spoke, it was a representation and they took dominion over the atmosphere. You and I have the authority to take the dominion over every atmosphere. That means wherever you go, Stephen, you can say, here I am, God. What do you want from me? And you step into that place. <laughs> and you begin to shift it. Doesn't matter what things are happening around you. Doesn't matter what's being said. Because I have taken dominion and I am shifting. Listen, how do you how do you shift the atmosphere? I've been in places where people invite me to go to dinner. <clears throat> and we go to dinner, and all of a sudden they want to talk about brother so-and-so. They want to talk about sister so-and-so. Well, I heard they were doing this over there. Well, did you know that so-and-so did that? I can't believe. What were they thinking? I mean, that's so wrong. I couldn't. And they go on this whole gossip session. And as believers, as sons and daughters, 
It's up to you and I to shift that atmosphere. Do you conform? Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be renewed. That means do not be conformed, but be transformed. So that when you go to a place, you have the authority to say, you know what? I don't believe that's the Lord coming out of your heart. That's our brother and sister. And if you're not going to edify and encourage them, why don't you pray for them instead of spewing your poison out? Because that's all it is. It's poison. It's poison. I don't know who that's for. I don't even know where that came from. Hmm. Sharabasota. <laughs> I just stepped in, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. We have to be carriers of the glory. I want to be a glory guy. I don't want to be the trash guy. I don't want to go around carrying baggage that doesn't belong to me. I want to leave deposits and seeds of the glory where I can say, Aaron, bam! And he's going to go and bam, bam, bam! Oh, that's the glory realm. You see, we are to shift. <laughs> oh, man, I... <laughs> We're to shift the atmosphere. Alice had a message not that long ago about being a mover, a shaker, and a shifter. That's who you are. We're, We're shifters of the atmosphere. We're shakers. Of oh, we can shake the atmosphere. I'm a son. You're a son. You're a daughter. And all authority of heaven has been given to you and I. Isaiah 6. <laughs> just one second. Just, I just feel like I just want to basata. <laughs> See, I feel the glory. I could feel the glory. Mm. Isaiah 6. Um, Verses 3 through 4 reads this. And they were calling out to each other. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. And the whole earth is filled with His glory. And their voices shook the temple of His foundations. And the entire building was filled with smoke. The entire building was filled with the atmos. The entire building was filled with the vapor. The entire building was filled with the glory. Ha ha! Ha ha! Come on. It was this shifting. That was the shifting. When the angels cried, Holy, holy, holy. Something shifted the atmosphere. It shifted. All right. <laughs> Woo! That just makes it better. You're going to make me go. <laughs> Shaka laka, Holy Ghost. Shaka donkey. Ho! 
Oh, Jesus. I felt like a shift come in the room. I was like, <laughs> Come on. First Thessalonians 5, verse 5 through 8. Let me know when y'all are there. Those who are on it. <laughs> Jesus, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on. I feel the joy of the Lord. First Thessalonians 5, verses 5 through 8, <clears throat> it reads this. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and to night. So be on your guard. Not to sleep like others. Stay alert. Be clear-headed. Night is a time when people sleep and the drinkers get drunk. But let, let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, wearing our helmet of confidence of our salvation. You see, we can't be looking like everybody else. If you want to be a glory carrier, you can't be that glory carrier looking like the trash guy. If what is coming out of your mouth is not being led of the Spirit of the Lord, zip it. I'm just going to say it like that, zip it. <clears throat> because you're not of this world. John 17, verses 14 through 16 reads this. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from evil, the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. So now, that, in, in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.5, 5, that portion which is not sleep like others. In this context, it means this. For us not to do like other people do. An example, when you gather around and we have our gossip sessions. Or maybe when you're at a family gathering. And maybe you're around people that don't serve the Lord. And they're there, and they're drinking, and they're smoking, and they're partying, and they're out of control. Don't position yourself in a place where you're not ready for in that particular season. Okay, so now I said that. Now in saying that, this is where most people come back with this response. Well, 
And the reason why they do this is because they want to justify their actions. And they say this, well, Jesus did it. Jesus was in the lowest of the places. He was with the drunkards, and he was probably in the bars, and he was with the prostitutes. He was in those places. What's wrong with me being there? And this is my response to that. And it can be your response. It's Romans 12 too. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. You see, Jesus was in those dark places, but never did he conform to what he was around. He transformed. What happened when Jesus walked the earth? Think think about this. Think about this one. I always give this picture. Jesus is walking down the street. And you know the story where all of a sudden the demon possessed began to scream. Ah, why have you come to torment us? The demons begin to manifest, and they begin to scream, and they're yelling and shouting, why have you come to torment us? And you have to think about that question because Jesus wasn't doing nothing. He was just walking the block. He was walking around, and all of a sudden they begin to manifest Why? Because he shifted the atmosphere, and everywhere Jesus walked, he demonstrated the kingdom of heaven. And there was an authority that came with Jesus as he walked, that where there's darkness, it has to be eradicated by the light. Come on, we've been in meetings where We'll be ministering, we'll be preaching, and all of a sudden we'll have two or three witches that are in the back row. They'll begin to manifest. They'll begin to manifest. And they'll leave and run out the building. We've had times where we've had witches drop in our meetings, and they begin to slither like a snake down the aisles. Why? Because heaven becomes manifested. And where the power of God is, there can't be no darkness. That's the glory of God. You are glory carriers. Jeff, it's inside of you, bro, that you carry this glory of God. That everywhere you go, you radiate the light of heaven. And heaven becomes manifested. And you change and you shift the atmosphere where you go. That people will say, I don't know what it is about you. I don't know what it is about you, Jim, but every time you come in the room, I just feel so happy. I feel the joy of the Lord. Tad, when you come in the room, I just feel the love of the Father. Why? Because you can shift the atmosphere. We take dominion. And we need to know who we are as sons and daughters. As a carrier of the presence. That we would shift 
And that everywhere we go, we become a shifter. What does it mean to shift? The word shift means this. It's an exchange for one another. It means to change the direction and position yourself. You're shifting things. And as we begin to shift things, we, we, there's an exchange. If you're in an atmosphere where people and the atmosphere around you is chaotic and things all around you are falling apart, you can walk into that and say, Lord, I take dominion over the atmosphere right now. And I shift it. I exchange it. Shorabasata. <laughs> I exchange. I exchange. There's a, there was a young woman. What is your name back there, ma'am? Danielle? I have a word for you, Danielle. Because you're just like on the Father's heart today. And I saw you in worship. <clears throat> and the Lord began to show me some things about you. And one of the things I saw for you was I saw the Lord giving you a new pair of shoes. And these shoes were like, I'm going to explain the, how I know what they look like, but they look like, have you ever heard of the brand called Tom's? Huh? You have some on right now. But I heard like, and I saw they were like Tom's. But these Tom's that he gave you, they were filled with jewels and glory. Like, they were filled with beautiful jewels on these new shoes. And he told me to tell you that you're entering to the season of your peace right now. And then I heard, I heard the, uh, this, okay, see the way the Lord speaks to me sometimes, it's a little weird, so I'm just going to show you. I, I saw, I, the Lord allowed me to see your, your teeth. It's, I know it's weird. But I saw your teeth. And then I saw like where the Lord was giving you a new bite. <laughs> like he was giving you a new bite. And the tooth represented to me, it represented the identity of who you were and who you are. And where the enemy had tried to come in a past season to really kind of falter and mess with the identity of who you are, I heard the Lord say, it's time for you to take a bite of the new season that I have for you. And this new bite was going to be, it was almost like taste and see that the Lord is good. And, and, and I really believe that he's going to the root of areas in your life right now. Like even areas of, of your life that only you know about that nobody even has to know about. But there's rooted things that the Lord is bringing healing to right now in you. And he just says it's time for you just to, to take a bite of the goodness of God. Because it's a season of peace for you right now. And everything that was, was chaotic in the past, I, mean, I don't even know, I'm not going to give no more to it. But I just know that there's peace for you right now. So Father, I just release the peace right now and the presence oh. and in your worship there's breakthrough in your worship I don't know what this is about worship but it's like breakthrough is in your worship 
And I see you waving your hands and you're like, artic- and it's almost like the Lord is giving you authority in your hands. And he says, I put it in your hands. And for you to begin to wave your hands and as you, as you move your hands, you are slicing the atmosphere and you're creating portions that you'll be able to hand off to others. <clears throat> Come on. I just feel like there's more. I don't know what I just. Whoo! Jesus. Man. You see, on the day of Pentecost, the believers gathered, and it says that they positioned themselves. It says they position themselves, and all of a sudden, a sound of a mighty rushing wind came in. All of a sudden. You have to know that you are carriers of his glory. That everywhere you go, you radiate the goodness of God. Everywhere you go, you are the, the, the essence of Jesus. That everywhere you step, you take dominion. And I just feel like the Lord right now, even, even now as I'm speaking, <clears throat> the Lord is breaking off curses of man. Huh, I don't know what that's about, but the Lord is chopping off these. And I see it in the Spirit, like it is chopping off the words of man, even agreement that you've given to the enemy in the past, that today if you say, Lord, I want more. Lord, I no longer come into agreement with the things of the past. Lord, I want to be a carrier of your glory. That even now, you will be able to step into that place. Right now, no time is lost. Right now, no time is lost. Those who are watching, you can be a part of this right now. If that's you, You can write on the screen, that's me, and you're coming to agreement right now for this next season that God has for you. If that's you in here this night, this morning, and you just say, Lord, I just want to be a carrier of your presence. Lord, I break every agreement right now. I break every whisper. I break every, every agreement with the enemy that I've given unintentionally or even intentionally. Maybe I was one of those that was gossiping. Maybe I was one that spoke about my brother. Maybe I was one of those that was, was not walking in that, that glory realm. But I say today, God, is a new day. If that's you, stand up. We're going to pray. Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you, Father. Father, this morning, God, as we stand, God, in agreement, God, with you, as we stand in agreement for heaven, God, those who are watching online all over the world, those who are in in the building, God, this morning, God, today, God, we come into agreement with heaven, God. We come into agreement with who you say that we are, God. Lord, that we are carriers of your glory. We take dominion over every region, God, that we are ambassadors of the kingdom. Lord, 
Let your presence radiate through us. Let your glory just flow out of us, God. We declare the rivers of Revelation 22 to begin to flow out of our bellies. Uh Your goodness, the rivers of gladness, the rivers of joy. Uh Lord, we just say yes to you, God, this morning. And we just say that we activate ourselves this morning, God, and we step in. We step in. We step in now. Jesus. Yeah. Just step in. 